All right, it's episode 42 of the Hot Grits Podcast. I am Travis Jadon, and with me, as always, is Spencer Maddox. We are presented by the Coach's Corner Sports Network in Savannah. Check out Coach's Corner today, and like us on our new Facebook page, the Hot Grits Podcast on Facebook. That's where we'll be posting all of our new episodes, and like we said, we're going to go twice a week for season three, so go ahead and like that today. Stay tuned for our national championship preview with Uncle Carter. We're going to have some prop bets and some looks at Alabama versus Ohio State coming up on January 11th. Um, some other stuff, including Major League Baseball, big trades there, and uh, the NFL playoffs coming up. Without further ado, we'll give you guys the 40-second version of the Hot Grits podcast. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like me, drop them hot grits like me, it's like me, just like me. Nah. Ain't nobody gonna rip like me, spit like me, flip like Okay, me, Spencer, let's start right away with your Hawks. Uh, after we loved all up on them earlier in the week, they have let us down this week. I believe yesterday, as we record this on Thursday, January 7th, I believe yesterday they scored a whopping 11 points in the first quarter, so that was not great. We're gonna have to do a ceiling watch. Yeah, uh, and it was also close to being like one of the worst for, uh, first quarters in franchise history. I think it was Brandon Goodwin hit a runner with like maybe like five seconds to go in the end of, to end that first quarter, and it pushed them from nine to eleven. And if they would have if they would have scored nine points, I would have um, done something harmful to myself or others. I don't I don't know what a, how I would have responded, but if you don't score double digits in the first quarter, you're not a basketball team. Like you you got to bring the heat at least. A little bit, right? We don't want you to harm yourself. How would you? Of course, I'm not going to harm myself. How would you harm yourself? That was a that wasn't bad joke, but I I would like you know maybe uh you know like when kids are trying to pull a tooth out they like tie a little rope around their tooth and then slam the door. I might sure if this is the 1900s. Yeah, I might do something like that. Like not like uh not like seriously harm myself. Of course, yeah, we wouldn't want that at all. Um, last week or earlier this week uh, on Monday we had a ceiling watch. A ceiling watch for the Atlanta Falcons. Right. Remember, I started the year. The Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Hawks. Ceiling go. watch for the Atlanta Falcons. We know, the, we know the ceiling for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> that would be a really small house. Uh, um, for the Hawks, though, on at the beginning of the year, seven-seed ceiling. I was locked in. Right. Locked in on seven-seed ceiling. Right. I wavered a little bit. Well, we saw I increased we saw them to that, a five-seed What a five we saw ceiling. that next week... They were the ball was whipping around. They were making shots. Cam Reddish looked like a competent NBA player. They may never lose. That's what yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this past week, it's been the exact opposite of that. It looked like the Hawks from last year. So Monday after we recorded, they lose Monday night, right? And right. then did they did they play again the next night? Right? Yeah, they played last night. Okay, which so was yeah Wednesday, Wednesday night. So they lost on Wednesday night, correct? Yes. So yeah, so it hasn't been a great week for the Lost, Hawks. Lost of a lowly uh, Charlotte Hornets, your boy Lamelo. Yeah, my guy Lamelo. Uh, I don't know if we put the hex on them or not, but they, it hasn't been good since I upped them to literally a five ceiling. pretty much since the second we started talking about them, they started looking like shit, which is tough. So I'm gonna, and you should be happy about this. I'm gonna update the ceiling watch. Okay. So you know, sound the alarms. Okay. Uh, ceiling watch for the Hawks now. The ceiling. I'm gonna downgrade them to an eight seed. Eight, eight seed. Eight seed ceiling for the Hawks. Uh, I don't like the way they've played in the last 48 hours, and I'm pissed at them. All right. Uh, yeah, I hear that. Um, 
I think that's a little bit... Eight-seed ceiling, it's locked in forever. Yeah, I think that's a little bit reactive. Um, I'm going to say that what we've seen the past three days, Trey Young hasn't looked great in either of those games, which that won't continue. He's the best player on the team. Uh, they're not healthy. They don't have their big offseason signing in Danilo Gallinari. So that's a, a little bit has to do with health. Um, but also, I'm going to keep them right around a seven or a six-seed ceiling. I'll go six-seed ceiling uh, just because the rest of the East has not looked good. Uh, some of the guys that are like towards the top of the tier in the East aren't going to stay there, like the Knicks, the Cavs. Like those guys aren't going to be playoff caliber teams. I wouldn't think so. Um, and then some of like the expected contenders have fallen off considerably, most notably the Raptors. So I'm going to go seventh ceiling. I got really practical with that. You like that? Yeah, ceiling watch. Ceiling yeah, yeah. ceiling watch is updated. Yeah, yeah. Until next week when yeah, yeah. when the ceiling inevitably Don't moves. Fuck me, Hawks. Uh, sticking with basketball, NBA G League signings. Uh, never thought you'd come to the Hot Grids podcast for NBA G League signings, but you know this is where you come for your sports talk. For obviously all your hardcore election and political coverage, and now for your NBA G League signings. Right, Jeremy Lin, Golden State Warriors organization signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, also, Lance Stevenson and Michael Beasley will be in the NBA G League draft. That's funny. Wait, so I don't understand. How can Jeremy Lin just choose what team he wants to go so to think, with these other guys? They got to do a draft. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, don't, I, I, I didn't even know there was a G League draft or such thing. Doesn't make uh, sense. Talked to friend of the podcast, Malik Benlevy, today, who's with the Salt Lake City Stars organization. And he was right. telling me that So he, he is going down to the bubble, which the NBA G League will be played in a bubble in Orlando. I'm assuming in the same exact location and bubble right. as the NBA. That would make a lot of sense. Um, but he was telling me that they're, they're going to report in wave. So he hasn't gotten his report date yet for when he's going down Crazy. to Orlando. So we're going to talk to him for sure before he heads down there. You know what's nuts? They're playing in that bubble, the uh, like the brand new arena that the, the Skyhawks, the College Park Skyhawks, built for their G League team. Just not going to be used all year. I mean, it's like a nice arena too, man. I really? Know, yeah, I don't know if you've seen any of that. But you know was, what? You know what? Nobody's asking. Are they going to let fans into the NBA G League? No, bubble? of course not. <laughs> there but, are no I fans. Mean, they had fans last, year, like whenever they introduced, because they made like a spectacle out of it, and like there was no ticket. The ticket price was low. Yeah, but I would imagine like fans, like a uh, like a Savannah Bananas crowd. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Well, it's never been the NBA G League has never been the product that minor league baseball was, right? No. Like minor league baseball was built was around promotions. It's relatively new. Too. Like they're 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 starting to figure it out, but I mean, basketball is more exciting to a layman than I would think baseball, right? Like, well, I think the the, what the problem is that nobody is going to become a G League hardcore fan because true you, you don't have the pipeline that you have in baseball. Like when you play for the Mets organization, right? Like in their minor league system, when you eventually get called up to the big leagues, you get called up to the Mets. So true. often, a guy makes his hay in the G League, and then he ends up being a player in the NBA, you know, if he somewhere is a player, else. somewhere yeah. else, it's never like a, a homegrown guy. You know what I That's mean? That's true. I mean, it has happened ever since they've introduced Sometimes. the, the two way contracts. It's happened more and more, but I mean, you don't like, you're not going out to no one's like a Brandon Goodwin fan. You know what I mean? Like that's a two way guy. No one's like a Brandon or he was, no one's a Brandon Goodwin fan until he like pops. You know what I mean? Then he, then he gets some fans, but you don't come through that pipeline with fans that you're right. That's not how that works. <laughs> Brandon Goodwin's been mentioned twice on this podcast already. I love me some Brandon Goodwin, dude. I am a Brandon Goodwin fan. Um, Indian straight Lindor. Do you want to skip past that? No, I want to. I want to talk about it. I mean, speaking of the Mets, the Mets made a huge move yeah. today in a trade to acquire Francisco Lindor, 
and Carlos Carrasco. Before we dive into the um, big news in Major League Baseball, I wanted to remind you guys about Crystal Clear Cleaning. Crystal Clear Cleaning in Savannah is your place for your flooring cleaning. They can do ceramic tiles and, and of course, obviously carpets. So call them today, 912-898-0050 or visit them at crystalclearcarpetcleaning.com. Be sure to go and like their Facebook page, Crystal Clear Cleaning. And when you do, make an appointment. Tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you. Crystal Clear Cleaning, since 1989, they've been taking care of the flooring around Savannah. So, Spencer, the Mets do what people have been waiting around baseball for them to do. Right. They, The Mets owner, the new ownership group that just took over a month ago, think Steve about this. Steve Right. So they, and that was a huge deal, obviously. Right. The whole thought process is that the Mets ownership group did not have to take losses from the COVID shortened season and from there being no fans because they were not the owners of the Mets at that time, right? So their business is brand new, like the last month. They're having the ability to spend the money that most teams aren't spending. So the thought was that they would be, A, more inclined to spend more money this offseason and B, more inclined to do so quicker. So when they acquire... Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco in a trade. Carlos Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco. When they acquire them in a trade, that, for a lot of people, opens up the market. Now now guys like George Springer can sign, maybe. Now guys like Trevor Bauer might sign. Justin Turner from the Dodgers. How, though? It's not like they've set a market. It's not like they gave Francisco Lindor a number. The Mets were thought to be in contention for many of these high does that take them out it doesn't take them out but it it allows for a guy like springer say that might be waiting yeah on that mets thing to be more inclined to take an offer gotcha that would be similar to it but that who who knows if that's actually just from a just from an atlanta sports perspective does this whenever i originally saw that i was like whoa i i knew the mets were going to spend money but i didn't think like francisco lindor in my mind makes them a threat to the Braves, those two guys bringing those on. Oh, I think so they too. already had they already had the arms. I mean, they they had a legit team last year. They just couldn't put it all together, right? Yeah, I mean, and, you have Conforto and uh, Dom Smith, and you know, I guess Rosario was that guy. You still have yeah. you still have um, uh, man, now I can't remember his name. So Jeff, do you think they're one arm away? Jeff McNeil, one maybe a couple bats away from being better than the Braves. Yeah, I mean they're close. I think they could win the NL East for yeah. sure. You still have Degrom and Cinder. Cindergard obviously is right there, like, right? But if he's healthy, he's he'll be coming back from from uh, Tommy John, I believe. Um, also, Pete Alonso too is and yeah a great player. They won't have Robbie Cano because he cheated again and got caught. So. What a dumb, dumb, dummy. Yeah, did you see he's hit like four home runs already in in the uh, Dominican the Dominican Winter League? I did see some of those videos. Yeah, dude, just those go, videos are awesome. Dude. Go off, young king, in the Dominican yeah. Winter League because you won't be doing that in the big leagues for another three hundred sixty five days. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Spencer. Like the Braves, I still think that their biggest opposition to them winning the NL East is themselves. Like not to be cliche, but yeah. It, like themselves meaning injuries to their team or, you know, I don't know what's happening to get, their team. If, like, I was thinking specifically if they have Trevor, to be the favorite. If Trevor Bauer goes to the Mets, it's tough not to pick the Mets to win the NL East. That's tough. Well, I mean, last year the Braves. You might have, you have three Cy Young contenders on one team. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the Braves did enough in their rotation to warrant them being the favorites in the NL East. Right. But yeah, if they, if the Mets were to acquire, I mean, they still have to prove it, but that's terrifying. Yeah. And hell, the Marlins are going to be better too. Like they're definitely not going to get worse for a long time. So, 
you know, who knows what will happen with that. Unless um, one of their players becomes really good and they'll immediately give him away. Your guy, Marcus Simeon, also a lingering free agent. Thoughts? Uh, he's going to get a big, big payday from somebody, dude. A lot of money coming that guy's way. Likely from your fantasy team. Yeah. Uh, NFL. Saturday, we'll have a trio of games. Just throw the checkbook at him. Sunday, we'll have a trio of games for the first time ever. Three games uh, a day in the NFL playoffs. So that will be fun, Spencer. When you go down the slate of games, though, it's like, you know, if, you, if you're a fan of a team that's not one of these teams in the playoffs, it's tough to genuinely find a like, matchup that you're excited about. That you're like, that you can't wait to see. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and, and like, you got Bills, Colts. Bills, Colts. I, I, I was going to say that would be. There's a lot of games I don't know who's going to win, but I don't know that I'm altogether like, like anxious to see Rams, Seahawks. I don't. I don't know if that matters to me too much. Bears are a 10-point dog to the Saints. Uh, the Bucks are, are nearly a 10-point favorite on the road at the Washington football team. Um, that's sort of the one I wanted to talk about, Spencer. Given everything that's going on in Washington, and, I, and I, we don't have to get into that. There's you know, obviously plenty of other places to go for that. But yeah. how wild is it that, that Tom Brady and the Bucks, you know, probably the biggest storyline of the NFL offseason, are heading to the biggest surprise. The biggest surprise in the playoffs, I think, bar none, is Washington football team. Maybe, right. maybe the Bills close second. They're heading to Washington, the center of where a lot is happening, you know, in American politics. And I think the, the 820 start time on NBC, like, it's an interesting thing to think about, especially when there will be no fans. I, I wonder how that coverage will go, and I wonder what will be – Talked it is a little nerve-wracking, and I would hope that there's no... I'm, I'm going to assume and hope that there's not going to be any violence or like anything anything remotely resembling that at the game. Of course you, know you would I mean? hope that. I mean, yeah. none of it will happen at the game. But you wonder, and you think about the NBA and what they did in the bubble in the playoffs and when they sat out. Now, it's not hard to imagine that the NFL players saw that and were... You know, at least at, at least knowledgeable of the NBA doing that, and the fact that they haven't done anything like that besides the kneeling stuff. I I wonder what would happen if a, if an NFL team decided to stay in the locker room before an NFL playoff game. Can you imagine the uproar that would happen? I mean, it would it would you be mean not play or just like I don't know or threaten it or I mean, like don't you think that if you have a message, boy, that would be one way to do it? NFL playoffs. Thoughts. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't know what uh, what the end goal would be with something like that. But I think you could definitely get a message across if you were into not playing an NFL playoff game. Yeah, people love them some football. I think you're right about that. But it just feels like it would be a whole lot bigger than when the Bucks decided not to play the Magic. Yeah, in the playoffs of the yeah. NBA bubble. Well, we had bigger stuff going on too during the bubble. The bubble was like the ultimate distraction, and it was like everyone knew yeah. that we were just trying to distract ourselves. With and this. you're right; it was targeted at one thing: the George Floyd yeah. murders. I mean, it wasn't. This is like this isn't. This is like a yeah. big sprawling thing. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot yeah. of layers to this. It's not just one event. Yeah, and there's there's people mad on one side, and they feel like I I, I don't agree with them, for sure. They feel like they are entirely justified in their actions. And there's people on the other side saying, look at the response to this. They're almost not even as mad at the actions as they are the response, which makes sense to me. Yeah. But 
somewhere in the middle, we have a complete cesspool and nobody can get anything done because nobody's like listening to each other. You know what I mean? Like there's no, uh, <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to convey a message when nobody's the, the national consciousness isn't really sure what we're even fucking arguing about. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. And we won't be hashing that out here, but true. Cess- That's all I got to say on that cesspool where one party doesn't listen to another party. I hear Houston Texans organization. Ooh, the Houston Texans have themselves just an absolute circus right now. So they announced today and, and here's why this is relevant to us. The Falcons also in the same market as the Texans for a GM for a head coach of a team that presumably already has its quarterback. Right? Right. So that puts them similar to the Falcons in my mind. They hire today, the Houston Texans hire, uh, Mike, is it Mike Casario? Casario. C-A-S-E-R-I. I don't know. It was butchered all day. Now, when they hired him, they obviously, or they apparently did not consult one Deshaun Watson. So they hire him this afternoon, and at 7 o'clock tonight, Adam Schefter writes for ESPN that, quote, by hiring former New England Patriots executive Nick Casario to solve a large set of problems within the organization, the Houston Texans have created additional ones with their star quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Watson offered, offered his input on potential general manager candidates, but the Texans neither considered nor consulted with those endorsed by their franchise quarterback. League sources have told ESPN. Additionally, Yikes. they did not inform Watson that they were going to hire Casario, end quote. So they did not even acknowledge or consult with Watson. After he gives them a set of names, they then don't even interview well, one of those that, names. That, that's like That seems like a power trip almost, right? Why would like, they this even... Is, this is our team. We're going to do whatever we want with it. Why, yeah. why would you give somebody what it, I, don't, I don't remember the exact number on Deshaun Watson's deal, but it's like 120, it's north of 120 million. I mean, I'm no billionaire, but if I were, if I gave someone, I don't know, a significant portion of my net worth over five, six years, their opinion and how they perform would matter to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it doesn't make sense. And uh, I, I don't blame Deshaun Watson for being pissed. Dude, that's a, that's a dumpster fire of an organization. And they, I mean, they really haven't been relevant in how many years now? Like, I mean, they've never really, time. they've I mean, never really time. been relevant, but they had like a couple years there where they were in the playoffs at least. Yeah. A long time. I remember they, they won with TJ Yates one year in the playoffs. Yeah. That was weird. Um, Watson took to Twitter and said, quote, some things never change. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. yeah. Quote. I saw that when it was breaking. If you're I, a quarterback kind of it all day. or any sport, any organization, any team, if you're, Star player is tweeting cryptic things. That yeah, that don't, ain't good. They don't me. all the way make sense. That's not good. Yeah, that's not good. You don't want that. Um, I think luckily the Texans do have a guy like JJ Watt there, who who at least, you know, is seems like a team first guy, and it seems like he would be trying to tie all that together. Good luck to Houston Texans fans. Yeah, that was so sad, dude. We'll that, take your uh, pick, by the way, the Dolphins. That. That video where JJ Watt saying, I'm sorry if we wasted your year, like, or one of your years. Yeah, that was, that was legend. That yeah. was legend, though. It was like, super sad, though, man. Like, it, it really is true. Like, it's awesome that he thinks finite that way. Car- it is, but they have these guys have finite careers. And honestly, they wasted a year of JJ Watt, too. Like, JJ Watt wasn't a bad player this year, and he's getting older. I think he's like, what, 32 now? He might probably, be older. Probably yeah. in that range, yeah. Get it together, Houston. 
do you, do you think uh, out of the games, the NFL games, um, and then we'll get to college football right. and wrap up uh, with Uncle Carter's prop bets, uh, NFL underdogs, if you had one. If I had to pick one. An underdog this weekend to advance to the Super Bowl. Who are the underdogs? Run them off real quick. The underdogs would be Indianapolis, Los Angeles Rams, Washington football team, Tennessee Titans, Chicago Bears, and the Cleveland Browns. If I had to take one underdog. To add, to, under, one I'm underdog this two, I'm going to pick two. I'm going to pick two. I'm going to pick one from each side. Okay. I'm going to go LA Rams. NFC. NFC. And then Cleveland Browns, AFC. Cleveland Browns, AFC. Yeah. Well, I picked them in the beginning of the year to do well, and I, I kind of want to keep riding with that. Yeah. I mean, they haven't they haven't had a whole lot of time together. Because what, of what's that COVID spread thing, with them and the Steelers? Six. Six. That's interesting. I really want to take the Washington football team. They're getting eight and a half against Tom Brady's Bucks. I know you want to, but I need Tom Brady's Bucks to win the Super Bowl. Fuck your futures, dude. Honestly. Forget your futures. No. I mean, uh, dude, if they win, I'll pay your bar tab that night. Like, that deal. Super Bowl. Go yeah, Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Deal. Go Bucks. Yeah. Go Bucks. Thank you. That's all I needed. Thank you. All right. Let's talk a little college football, Spencer. Uh, just you and I before we get with Uncle Carter. But first, let me tell you guys about John Carr Real Estate. John Carr in Savannah is wheeling and dealing and selling houses left and right. Call him 912-228-0916 and ask him how you can get started selling a house or buying a house in Savannah. There is nobody better than John Carr Real Estate at selling and buying houses in Savannah, and he will prove that to you. Visit him at 6349 Abercorn Street or johncarrealty.com. Also, go ahead and like his Facebook page. That's John Carr Real Estate on Facebook. Find him on Instagram and on Twitter at John C underscore 192. That's John Carr Real Estate in Savannah. John Carr's a grinder, man. He does he get Dude, he gets it done. You, some would say that he is a... Uh, uh, a dynasty in Savannah yeah. selling it. Yeah. And my question for you, Spencer, is he's early on, but yes, how he's a budding dynasty. <laughs> Fair. All right. How close is Alabama football to being the greatest dynasty of our lifetime? Um, or I think, are they already there? Personally, I think they're already there. I mean, who are the top contenders? And by our lifetime, let's go 1990. Okay. To the ones, the ones you had down, uh, the Chicago Bulls, very notable. 90s Bulls. 90s Bulls. Uh, then you had early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands, early two thousands Yankees. I would add, I would add. Like, I guess UConn women were. I mean, they won enough to be yeah, relevant, but it's just a different sport. Tough. Yeah, man. it's tough. Uh, I would add in if we're just assuming male sports here. I would add in something like San Antonio Spurs because of the length of time, and they won. I mean, they did win some titles, but it you can't really compare them to the Bulls. So that that would be a distance fourth. Yeah. I mean, it would either have to be the Bulls or Alabama, right? I mean, yeah, Alabama's been right. There I just think, Al- yeah, I do think Alabama just, football's already done it. Yeah, I, I think they've already become the greatest dynasty. I mean, how many? How many have they won this decade? So I'm glad. I'm glad you asked. Let me consult the notes here. And Nick Saban got hired what year? 2008, 2007. Yes, to both of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this will be. Alabama's eighth appearance in a national championship game since 2010. Oh, eighth since 2010. That's almost more than LeBron. Right now, they are five and two in those matchups, but only two and two in the college football playoff national championship game. 
three and zero in the BCS. Man, I miss the BCS kind of. All right, they have not lost Spencer to a team outside of Clemson in the national championship game ever. So if Ohio State beats them in the Natty, that would be history. But the last time that Alabama lost in the college football playoff was one Ohio State, the first ever college football playoff. So I'm nervous about this game, and I I can tell you why. It's because I've already laid several units on Alabama. Right, several units. They, huh? yeah. How many units? Uh, well, how many more, units are we talking? More there? than two, less than three. Okay, so <laughs> that's not several. <laughs> <laughs> more than more than a couple. Um, but if if Alabama wins this, that dynasty thing I think is probably solidified. But if Ohio State wins, do we start thinking? Is it beneficial for a team to play fewer games? Right. So if Ohio State wins and they beat Alabama, they will have done pretty much the unthinkable. I mean, they, they will have gone undefeated and knocked off Clemson and Alabama in the same year in back-to-back weeks. Think about what that would look like now. So then they would end the season. I would have to start thinking about what's the bare minimum. Well, at, at that point, they've elevated themselves into that discussion of Alabama and Clemson. Like I, no, it's no longer just one and two. You got to you gotta add them as Maybe, three, but that right? would be their first. Yeah, but I mean, if you beat Not them, first ever. I mean, first both, since 2014. Dude, but if you beat them both, like, but the they same year. And they're in the college football playoff, like, every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're sort of the uh, de facto representative that's not the SEC. Yep. Uh, we don't want to put all the SEC teams in well, there. Well, in ACC. Well, recently, Clemson. But it's yeah. not the ACC. It's Clemson. Yeah. The SEC has... Bama and usually another team. Bama usually it's either Auburn, it's either Georgia, LSU, it's either LSU. Georgia, yeah, yeah. Florida. A and M was close. They were knocking on the door this year. Mississippi State was the first ever number one overall team in the college football playoff rankings. People will forget that. Don't whoa. Don't let them. You didn't, you like that one, huh? Yeah. You got any lefty stats for me? Any left-hander stats? Um, no. Not, not today. today. Not today. I will say that I was correct on the Nick Saban thing. That was 2007. Even though I took two stabs at it, I said 2007 first. So. Credit to me. I confirmed that. it. Um, also, titles at Alabama since Nick Saban's been just this is like noteworthy. He won one before this decade. So 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015, and 2017. It is a little bit of a drought since he's had them. Though. Whoa. Yeah. You want to start something here? If Nick Saban loses this, is he not a big game coach? Is he going downhill or is, it, is he past his prime? That's the thing. Hot seat. Mm. Hot seat Nick Saban. Fire Saban. Um, Fire Lord Pierce, dude. <laughs> Fire Lord Pierce. I'm here. Who should Georgia fans be rooting for? Um, Who will Georgia fans be rooting for? Ugh. I don't know. I think they'll probably root SEC, right? It's, I mean, it's tough. Yeah, but it just doesn't. The old school, the old school Georgia fan will probably root SEC. Like, I the would think school... 99% of Georgia fans last year were rooting for LSU. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It's a tough look to get rid of a quarterback and then him go on to win a national t- championship. Yeah. Well, like, the Georgia Homer has got to want that not to happen, right? Yeah. Well, it's happened several times before. I mean, <laughs> yeah. not, not that they came straight from UGA, but straight from the state of Georgia. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson. We need to check our time. I'm pretty sure we've got our phone call with Uncle Carter coming up shortly. Hey, Uncle Carter, tell me where you been. All right, yeah, stick with us uh, on the other side of this break. We're going to have Uncle Carter coming on. We're going to talk prop bets and a way for you to make some money and also probably impress all of your friends uh, at whatever venue you're watching the national championship game at. 
So thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for that segment. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Grits. Follow me at Jadon Sports. Please, 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 if you're listening on Apple or iTunes, scroll to the bottom of our page, click that five star, ignore the other stars, and then leave a nice review. Um, tell us how much you love Spencer's takes. Yes, I do have one more tidbit before we get to Uncle Carter. Okay, circle back. Uh, Sabin is of Croatian ancestry. Bet you didn't know that. Let me tell you guys about Buley Oaks Home Improvement. That's Buley Oaks, B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. Buley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah is your place to call if you need anything done in your house. And when I say anything, I mean anything. Walls, flooring, kitchens, interior, exterior, anything you need done, electrical, plumbing, you'll want to call Buley Oaks Home Improvement. Ask for Tony and call 912-667-5235. If you need work done at your house, we guarantee you will not be disappointed in Buley Oaks. 912-667-5235. Tell them the Hot Grits Podcast sent you. What's up, HGP fam? It's Travis. I'm here to tell you guys about Braddy Electric. Since 1970, Braddy Electric has been the number one electric company in Savannah for industrial, residential, and commercial electrical needs. Call Braddy Electric today at 912-232-3240 or visit them at 1104 East 35th Street. That's Braddy Electric in Savannah since 1970. 912-232-3240. Let's talk about Coach's Corner for a second. Coach's Corner in Savannah is the number one sports bar in the 912. We're the number one sports podcast, and they're the number one sports bar, so it's a perfect match. That's right, Trav. Those Honey Dijon barbecue wings, man. You're all those, you're all about those. I'm all about those, but you know what else I'm about? What's that? My hungover breakfast at Coach's Corner, dude. It's the perfect place. So you have a few beers with the boys. You watch the game. But next morning, you're not feeling so hot. You need a little pick-me-up. You go to Coach's Corner. They got breakfast now, man. 6 to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, Coach's Corner in Savannah is serving breakfast now. Check them out, 912 352 2933. That's 912 352 2933. Visit them online at coaches.net or 3016 East Victory Drive. Also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure when you go, you tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you. All right, we got Uncle Carter with us now. We're going to do some prop betting for the National Football Game, National Football Championship game on Monday, January the 11th in beautiful Miami, Florida. Um, Spencer, no future bets allowed. Carter, no thank future, you. Well, no future bets the allowed. The future is already here. Like The game is here. There's just one game left. Welcome, Uncle Carter. Uh, thank you. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> yes. Love that line. Um, all right, Carter, we were just talking about before we started recording how there's not as many random weird prop bets for the national championship game as opposed to like the Super Bowl and, and stuff like that. So... That is a bummer, but we still have plenty of bets uh, that we can get to. Do you, do you guys want to start with – Spencer, I'll let you chime in too. Do you want to start with, like, the MVP stuff, or do you want to start with, like, first quarter lines and, and half lines? Well, and stuff thank like you that? for allowing me to, ch- to chime in, dude. That's <laughs> of course. really nice of you. Of course. Um, I'd like to start – yeah, let's start at the beginning of the game, like the first quarter lines and stuff, that type of thing. Cool. Carter, I'll let you tell us what you think first, like some, some things that stood out to you, like – prop bets or things that you like um, early, but to keep it to like the actual football and not like in, who wins the MVP and stuff like that. 
Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So uh, as far as first quarter goes, I definitely like Bama. Um, they're averaging 12.8, I believe, to start in the first quarter, which is second. Yeah, that's um, They start fast, man. They're, they're going to start fast. Um, we had that pulled up earlier. Yeah. Bama's <laughs> just beating the crap out of people. Carter, listen quarter. to this. First quarter scoring, Alabama 146 total points. Opponents, 37. Yeah, I mean, dumb. They just come out the gate, man. That thing's cranked up and ready to go. <gasps> Good God. So what is it right now? So what's the what's the first quarter line? I, I want to say I saw, it's six and a half. I don't want to say I, it was a pick. Plus or minus, uh, it was uh, 16 and a half was the over-under is that I saw. For the first quarter? Yeah, for the first quarter, 16 and a half. Hmm. Damn. All right, I'm going to think on that one. My my favorite for for like the early game, uh, prop bets at least, was the first score method. And me and Travis talked about this earlier. I don't know if you saw this, Carter. But they had it at, so it's for either team. You can pick for either team. And for both teams, it's the same odds. For a touchdown, it's minus 650, so that's the obvious favorite there. Field goal, plus 400, and any other scores, plus 4,000. So that would be safety, pretty much the only Kick other return. thing. Kick return. Kick return. Well, well, that counts, yeah, counts as a touchdown. Score or something yeah, like a that. defensive like score. A, a, de- or... a defensive score doesn't count as a touchdown? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I guess it would be. So it's yeah, got to be a safety, a safety or a, or a safety, yeah. Yeah, huh. that's true. Huh, so you're – wait, so Spencer, you like – I like field goal there. You like field goal plus 400? Yeah. I don't like that because Alabama's only kicked 13 field goals. I know, only but, but they've, only, they've only played like a hand, like, you know, they've been beating up on boys. What if they come through and uh, Ohio State actually like presents a challenge for them, right? Like somewhat of a challenge. Maybe. Well, let's get it out of the way. Carter, who are you on in this game? Like, have you decided yet? Um, I guess <laughs> Alabama plus seven and a half right now. I got it luckily when it opened at seven. I say luckily, but. I thought it was going to jump to like 10 points, but it's still stuck right there. I, I think if you – at seven, I think you stay with Alabama. I, I I go back and forth because you look up crazy stats uh, as far as Ohio State goes. They're 7-1 when, when, when as a dog straight up winning. Um, last, uh, last time they played Bama was 2015, 42-35. That was Ezekiel Elliott ran all over Bama. That was Urban Meyer's last. Yeah, I'm getting uh, Ezekiel Elliott vibes from Trey Sermon dude, too, dude. This like, is, that's, yeah, this is that's heady. um on the Trey Sermon. That's he's kind of if you want an MVP, that that might be somebody to throw some money on. But um, you know, I I, I think I don't know. I, I go back and forth with this game. I think the safest play as far as the game goes is probably a teaser. And if you're getting Ohio State at like eight eight and a half, you take that and run it up to fourteen and a half, fifteen, and and you know. Just for Just, reference, Trey Sermon's odds on winning that MVP would be plus one thousand. That's yeah, his MVP so, odds. Yeah, that's that. That's you can't that's, run against Alabama. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah but it only takes him busting one or two. You that's know, exactly. I mean, he busts one or two big ones and, and takes him to the house. And you don't think they can run against Alabama? But uh, Ezekiel at two thirty-five, I believe, in that national championship game, over yeah. two hundred yards in twenty fifteen. Lost money on that one too. So hopefully, I don't get burned <laughs> on that. Uh, Carter, what do you what, what about the over under? Uh, it is abnormally high, I think. I mean, not abnormally high for these two teams, but for a natty, was it seventy five? Yeah. I think it's at seventy five. Seventy five, abnormally high. Last time they played, forty two thirty five. So that's seventy seven, and I don't think the offenses were as good. So what do you think? So you're you're on over. 
I, I feel like I feel like it's. Uh, I mean, what do we think the score is going to be? That that's what you got to say. I mean, I think it's thirty-eight, thirty-one, and that puts you over. I think it's forty-two, thirty-five. I think it's. It could, you know, something like that. I mean, I, Alabama could win by 10, maybe. I don't know, man. Right. I just don't know. You know, and there's some weird COVID stuff going on, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, 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 I think you I think you can't bet the under. You're a crazy person if you're no, betting No, 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 no. We don't bet the under. The, the foot on the edge already. Like, you might as well just win push. I mean, people I People that bet the under are psychopaths. Over, right? Yeah, you don't want to root for people not to do well. That Those sucks. people are psychopaths. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, like I want I, both teams I, to I, not I enjoy do live, so I bet the over, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, I, I think that's that's the safest and just especially you know we're you know we've got the squares board going on like that's what you want. You want that's what I was telling people. You could see three or four scores a quarter in this game, you know, and it just be yeah. all over the place. Uh-huh. You know, I, I I think that's really really high powered offense. Jalen Waddle might be playing like what? Um, <laughs> Dude, okay. So that, you know? I wanted to ask you that uh, about Jalen Waddle, but uh, let me close up on this. The first half, this is one of the prop bets I'm definitely getting on highest scoring half. First half minus minus one twenty. Second half plus overtime minus minus one twenty. I'm going first half. Yeah. I saw I that can... earlier and that was one I wrote down because I think, with those coaches, you make adjustments. They're gonna if somebody's yeah. up, they're gonna they know how to take the air out the ball. And you know, Najee Harris and leaning on Sermon and you know, four yard slant routes and swing passes and shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? They yeah. grind that clock out, and it's gonna be slower game. You know, there might be seven eight possessions in the first half, and you might see six in the second. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. It's gonna be a lot slower. Spencer, anything else for him before we start talking about MVP? Because I got I got. Um, I think the the, no, I the one the prop bet I did see the probably the the prop bet I like the most uh, was no team scoring three times unanswered, and I don't Ooh. think there's any way either of the teams go three times unanswered. I think you're very safe doing that. You know, like Where are we at here. What, well, what is that? What are those odds? I saw plus two thirty. Plus two thirty that neither that's team crazy that neither that 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 you're, you're, you that it won't happen. It, it, plus two thirty. Oh oh. And I think there's no way I that like that. that. Okay. The only way that that happens is if like you get a score at the end of the half, and the same team gets the ball right. starting the third, and then maybe something weird happens, like a, a change in possession or something. But that's that's a crazy. I just don't think there's any any way with these two offenses. You is know, and the, the coaching. It's just three unanswered scores. So it could be three field goals, three but I still think scores. there's not. I don't think there's any way it's a it's the football game we think it's going to be, and there's not three and right. there's three unanswered scores, you know, because yeah. that's, that's somebody winning by twenty points or you know fifteen or something like you know. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> I'm on that. Okay, deal. I'm on that one. But that doesn't um, that doesn't necessarily mean three touchdowns though. That is important. No, it's like yeah, I said, yeah, it could be field goals. Scores. Yeah, but, but plus, I just yeah, that's but it, it doesn't anyway, seem like it doesn't know? seem like. Yeah, you're right. It seems like it would be a blowout if anyone scores three times unanswered. That yeah. doesn't typically happen where that team loses, period. No. Um, what do we think about the MVP, Carter? We have a lot of people that are, I guess, in the running, but I don't know that there's a lot of people that can genuinely win it unless you start talking, like, big odds. So just to let um, the listeners know, right now from Odd Shark, Mac Jones plus 350. Justin Fields plus 400. No surprise there. The two yeah. quarterbacks in the game. 
Devontae Smith plus 450. And then we start dropping. Najee Harris plus 600. Trey Sermon plus a, plus 1,000. Um, Jalen Waddle right there at plus 1,600. And that is you. Those last two are exactly the two that I wrote down. Sermon you know, and yeah, Waddle. The, the, the quarterbacks are, are easy, but it's not worth the, the money. I mean, the payout's not worth it. Right, 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 right. But I mean, you know, put down $10 on either one of those, and you're looking, you know, uh, up 110, up 170. You know, right. I mean, that's, um, you know, I like. Uh, I'm going uh, both the, of those. And I like. Really? Uh, I'm going to go both of those, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, and then, yeah, there's those home runs that are like, plus 500 and like or plus 5,000 and maybe you get a defensive back that gets a big pick late or something you know or something like that when it's you know everybody's throwing up all these yeah, points that w- but that would be I mean cool. I think I think uh that's a the, home the run shot I, I think those are the two Najee Harris I, I liked Najee Harris a lot at plus, plus 600, 600. Yeah. um whenever like now that you say it Trey Sermon looks really good at plus 1,000 but it seems the, like that's like too research. easy yeah it does seem, it does too, seem easy. too easy. That you, seems you don't, like you don't think there's any value in. I know the odds aren't great in Mac Jones. Like, I mean, the most likely outcome here, right, is Alabama winning and winning somewhat handedly, not like blowing them out, but somewhat handedly. And if we had to bet who the MVP would be, it would be Mac Jones, right? I mean, that's why he's the favorite. But well, I still you think would argue... there's. Go ahead, Carter. No, I mean, I, I, I would, I, I lean that way. But he's what plus three twenty. Five, three fifty, something like that. You know, okay. So Mac Jones wins. You'd have to put like if 50 he bucks does. D- yeah, if I mean Devontae Smith, if Mac Jones is the one that does it, does Devontae Smith have two touchdowns? And exactly, yeah, that's what I was thinking. true. And him being the Heisman winner, people lean that way. You know what I'm saying? He's already been there. We've all heard his story, and everybody, he's on everybody's mind right now. You know, very true. I'm just, I don't, I don't know. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to stay – are you making any of those bets, Spencer, any of the props? Uh, I'll probably take – Or the MVP? I'll probably take at least three of them just for fun like because I don't have any running in the game. I want it to, you know. That's three for me. I need to find one more. Uh, Carter, what about this one? Will either starting quarterback not finish the game? No, minus 500. Yes, plus 300. Justin Fields and those ribs. Yeah, Justin feeling those ribs, and you know the fan in me wants to to just leave that one alone because I don't want to watch Alabama after right. Colt McCoy goes out. Yeah, that's out. that's you know almost like saying? betting the like, under. I just don't want to watch that game because that hurts my heart, bro. Is that to be the last game we have to watch till August? You know, we have to, that's the taste left in our mouth for college. Did you just football. say Alabama Colt McCoy? Yeah, when Alabama just Lost destroyed when they too. beat Colt McCoy, <laughs> you know, and 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 he, you know Texas. That was the only chance they had, and they hurt him in the first quarter. We just God, I was so sure to... of that bet, too. <laughs> Texas getting nine, I was so sure of that. Unbelievable. So, yeah, the ribs, from the ribs are a thing. I actually don't think that's a bad bet, though. you got a mobile quarterback in Justin Fields. He's going to take some hits. He's already got a prior injury. I don't think that's a bad bet if that's the route you want to go, if you're an underbetting psychopath. Right. Um, <laughs> what about... Uh, Will either team take the lead after trailing by 15 points or more? No, minus 400, yes, plus 250. No, not not touching that. Minus 450. Yeah, that's just, that's, uh, that, I don't, that money doesn't make sense to me. All right, what about which will be said first, Heisman or Lawrence? 
Yeah, I, these were the ones. These were the closest to like the goofy <laughs> ones that I guess I could yeah. find. There were three of them. So I mean, you Heisman's got to be the bet there, and it's minus three hundred for a reason. But the Heisman Trophy winners on the team that's playing, you yeah. know, right? I mean, but, but I'm thinking like early in the early in the broadcast, they're they're going through the highlights of the semifinal game. They say that Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, I mean, you've got to get it before Alabama gets the ball. For sure. Soon, the the first word's going to be, "Well, here comes Alabama's offense and the Heisman Trophy winner," you know, yeah. or something along those yeah, lines. So you've got to get it. Do They've got to have... sing the national anthem and then start talking about Trevor Lawrence right there. I think. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Is it is it when after the first snap or is it just the broadcast period? Broadcast. Broadcast. Okay. Yeah, broadcast. It's always that way. Yeah, All it's right. got to be Heisman then, right? I don't want that one. Carter, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this one, and you can tell me if I'm stupid or not. This is what I'm going to do. I just saw this. Will either team score 50 or more points? No, minus 250. Yes, plus 170. I'm going to take yes. If I get both teams in that, I got a shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, there was also one that was like both teams will score over 31 or 33 or something like that, and I kind of like that. Yeah, well, uh, I really like that. Will either t- team score fifty or more points? Well, both teams yeah. score at least thirty. Is yes minus one fifty five, no plus one fifteen. Uh, yeah. No, I'm gonna That's take the, the safer, I'm gonna do the a 50. Over, the fifty. Yeah. So I got four of them now. Write me down for that one as well. I like that. Heard it, Carter. When are you gonna decide on uh, on the final line? Are you are you even gonna bet the final line? It it depends on where it moves to. I've been watching it all week. If I would have got it at seven, I definitely would have taken Bama. I think if it stays at like eight and a half, I'm probably just gonna have to play a teaser. I might. I, I it's so hard for me to bet against Alabama. Yeah, you, you know? being an Auburn fan, I can imagine. Me being an Auburn fan, and they've ripped my heart out, but I'm also not an idiot. That's what I told my buddy. And, well, no, know, it's like me being a Dolphins fan. Like, I, no one has more respect for the Tom Brady Patriots than, yeah, than people like, that got beat up They've just done it so them. many times. And when you bet against them, you just, you're like, yeah, that's what they do. You know, they just – I should have just given that money to somebody. Um, all right, Spencer, you got anything else for him? No, I'm good there, man. Let's wrap it up. Carter, thank you uh, for – Filling in the people. We know we get our betting advice from Uncle Carter. We wanted to share your thoughts with the people. So thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Roll Tide, too. Minus seven. (laughs) Roll Tide.